Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. We're here finally to talk all things Club America after the international break. We'll get you guys ready for the upcoming Saturday game against Leon. It should be a thrilling match, a six-pointer indeed. And then, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about what's been going on in the Twitter world for Las Aguilas de la America. A couple of news and updates that we have to give you guys as well. So stay tuned towards the end of the podcast for that. And joining me today, it is none other than Chris Rivera. Chris, how are we doing today, my friend? Good, brother. First day of baseball, so I'm hyped for that. Hopefully our angels can finally do something good. They're never going to do anything good. I don't know why you, why you believe in them. <laughs> I don't even believe in them. Better I start this year. Oh, well, it's, it always looks promising at the beginning, and then yeah, ten games true. in, and not looking the same. Um, but all right, I'm glad to hear you're good. Everything ready and set for uh, talk all things America. I know we've got a couple interesting topics to talk about ahead, and uh, making a return as a guest on the podcast. You guys know her. You guys love her. It is none other than our beloved friend Miss. Cari Torres from the Lions Den podcast. Cari, how are you? I don't know if everybody loves me. I think that's a huge lie. Stop lying to people, Ivan. Um, <laughs> no, I'm happy to be back talking about um, our little rivalry as, as we love off camera as well. Um, ready to talk about uh, Club Leon in a happy way because we are in a good position as well as you guys know. Lots to talk about. Yeah, of course. I was on your guys' podcast yesterday, and we, you know, dove deep into it a little bit. And it's surprisingly enough, you guys are in second place. No one really kind of batted an eye towards your guys' direction. And then, you know, and here comes the international break. You guys beat Mazatlan, and lo and behold, you guys are in second place. I mean, you guys must be buzzing. Very buzzing. Um, I think it's been an interesting um, Larcamon era. Uh, from the very beginning up to now, I think we're finally seeing um, kind of a, a bit of Lacamon's influence um, on the field and a bit more of, of grit and passion and aggressiveness from these players that I think have been lacking in the past um, with Baiva and with Olan especially. So very refreshing. Um, don't know what to expect at the end of the season. All I know is if they go as far as possible, I'm going to try and go to Leon and, and, and watch this, um, this Lacamon. Uh, Leon, for sure. Definitely. All right. Riding the wave till the end. I like it. I like it. We'll get into a little bit more of that discussion. 10 games up and be in. We'll get into that topic in just a second. Chris, our Aguilas, though, they're coming back from international break. At least uh, nine of them are. Uh, what, what do you think about that? you think that's going to affect anything going forward with these players? I know they didn't get much minutes, but I mean, some of them had a couple <clears> of shows. I mean, I think. The positive thing is that we saw Sendejas get minutes, right, for the U.S. And other than that, I mean, we saw Valdez get a assist with Chile. I'm not quite sure if anyone else really stood out outside of those two. But, but yeah, usually when we come back from international break, we get a very rusty team. So hopefully Tano could have a good starting 11 for this long game. 
Yeah, we'll get to predicting starting 11s, which I think I kind of alluded to on yesterday's podcast with the Lions Den. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of attitude is what Don Ortiz has been going with. And so we expect a lot of familiar faces. Um, talk about international break. The Aguilas work here in Southern California. Chris, we had a tour Aguila, came over to Dignity Health Sports Park and Snapdragon Stadium, which, by the way, is such an amazing stadium. I was able to go down there, cover the game. And um, what San Diego did with that stadium is impeccable. It was really, really nice. Um, Chris, you caught a couple of those games. Um, anything that stood out to you that maybe you want to kind of capitalize in before we start diving deep into this? Well, I wanted to ask you, uh, we talked about uh, Leeds Cup last time. What, what do you think? Because I watched the game, but it wasn't really like first game was kind of whatever. It was boring. Second game, I didn't really get to watch it that much, but I did see the Academy players. Uh, score which is always a good thing right because that's what we want we want if any injury happens or anybody's form drops you want an academy academy player to step up but i wanted to ask you actually like we talk about leagues leagues club and we we still have a long way to go but how do you did you see them actually like perform because we talked about how uh it's going to be during international uh tournament well, you know, it, it's interesting. You didn't get to kind of see the full America side. I mean, and even Tan Ortiz rested a lot of key players. Fidalgo, I think, only saw a couple minutes in the second game. Uh, I mean, it was an interesting kind of two games. We were able to see a couple of the youngsters that we kind of all wanted to see, especially Esteban Lozano, who kind of came into both games, looked very good, had himself a really good chance in the first game against Santos, didn't really capitalize on it, and then against Tijuana. Gets the late minute uh, goal that puts us uh, ahead and and ultimately makes us beat Tijuana. So I mean, some interesting things. I mean, definitely the real kind of showcasing was out in the stands. I mean, you saw the 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 porra. You saw what they caused the scene with you know the fireworks, the flares, the smoke, all that fun stuff. Um, it's 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 always fun to see. I mean, really, with with these type of games, it's not so much what happens on the pitch; it happens what happens in the stands really i think it's really games where fans come and enjoy something that they're not kind of privileged to do on a week-to-week basis you know you don't get the chance to see your america uh side over here in the states ever so often so i I think the fans really go out they go they have fun and i think that's what it's all about you know so interesting things here and there but now that we're on the discussion of the gotti I want to pick uh, at your brain. Give us your two cents in regards to this league club. Obviously, MLS is going to stop. Play. They're going to be a little bit more, quote-unquote, in form. We're going to, all the Liga MX teams are going to maybe utilize that as preseason or potentially should not, but we'll see what happens. I mean, what's what's your take on this whole league's club situation? I'm not really sure. Um, I guess until it, until we kind of see what happens. Um, especially now with inclusion and this new format of like all these other teams included, I think um, it would be interesting to see some matches. Um, I'm curious to see, I guess, yeah, how seriously Liga MX teams will take it. Um, if they'll take it serious, if not, I mean, especially if there's going to be any transfers that's happening during that time for Liga MX, it's just a lot of tournaments happening this this um, this summer, so. I think it'll be interesting. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. I guess we'll see the result in the end. Um, I'm pretty sure definitely the underlining of Liga Mekis teams versus 
MLS teams will definitely come into play as as we see the the tournament advance. And I mean, it's kind of being pampered with, uh, you know, Champions League automatic placement right there. I mean, that's yeah. kind of given some incentive, right? Which I think maybe draws a little bit more attention from a couple of teams. I mean, from a Leon perspective, do you think this is a competition that you guys want to take serious just because of that sole Champions League position? I mean, you know, you look back at it because, you know, we've, we've won a league cup, which now, you know, I guess, you know, with this new format, I think looking back, obviously we had it a bit more easier than, than this extensive <laughs> format. Um, so I don't know. I mean, do we have the plantel to, to fight and, you know, get to that? For sure. I think we have to see still what happens in CCL, which I said at the beginning of, of our season in the podcast, that I was not putting any expectations whatsoever to Leon and CCL just because I feel like they have, been needing more of an attitude of a desire to want to fight in that tournament versus walking in and being pretentious and saying that they already won without you know obviously we've seen we saw what Atlas did with their with their comeback on on winning and I mean that can happen with any team in that mentality so um not sure what to expect from Leon um do they have plantel of course they do it just depends I guess you know how, how those games go I mean Leon has Galaxy which is probably one of one of the tougher uh, matches um but i think it'll be interesting i guess we'll see if, if you know what that looks like having those type of games in the summer for really MAPs as well no yeah not just, any, not just any molero games now um you know during during fifa breaks it's an actual tournament so we'll you know we'll see how that goes it'll definitely be interesting nonetheless and we'll give you guys get you guys all covered in regards to league cup later on in the summer as we approach those dates. Uh, but just one last thing to wrap it up here in regards to the tour. I just want to say um, thank you to all of you guys who went out and actually showcased. Uh, it was great seeing all of you guys there, especially seeing the little ones with their little jerseys and seeing them all run around and have a good time. And I think that's the most beautiful part of the sport, right? Is the fact that these families get to go and enjoy something so, you know, unique and beautiful in that sense. So it's, it's just nice to always be able to go cover those games and we're fortunate enough that you guys have given us that privilege. So thank you again to all of you guys that were there. And um, well, yeah, that pretty give, much wraps it up. I give you guys props. Because obviously we, we, me and Ivan, you, we've been together to cover America games. And I'm just like always stunned. Like where do all these America people live? Like all these fans, they just come <laughs> swarming out of nowhere. There's so many fans. And, Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I have been able to cover uh, America games here and there, and there's just, you know, their fan base is something else. Obviously, the the whole smoke thing that happened. I mean, that's just normal. Like me and Ivan have seen that, and we're like, oh look, you know, we can't see anything now because the smoke stuff coming up. <laughs> but those fans really show up. Uh, so big props to, to all the all you guys, America fans that show up for your team at any point in time. It's a lot of you guys, so pretty sure the team definitely appreciates that. Yeah, we're in numbers. We multiply like rabbits, to be honest. I have no idea literally, how. Literally, literally. <laughs> that's how I felt that day that we were out there. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the uh, America fan base here in, in the U.S. that uh, always does everything to come and support the team. I know the team definitely appreciates that. So you guys keep doing what you guys are doing. And well, all right. How about we get into the topic of the discussion? The big game, the six-pointer at hand, America versus Leon. Going to be on Saturday at the Estadio Seca, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 local time, actually, over there in the Ciudad de Mexico. That's because Mexico is no longer doing the whole daylight savings thing. So now we're going to be only one hour behind them until November comes around. And then uh, 
That's going to be 8 p.m. Central and 9 p.m. Eastern. Chris, how, how much are you looking forward to this match? I mean, we talked about it. This is one of the four matches that we talked about um, on, you know, that first podcast we had a while back in regards to, you know, Tanortis being in a hot seat and everything. What are your what are your predictions? Do you still feel the same way as when you first spoke about that game or have things changed a little bit? Uh, when it comes to the schedule, it changed, but not with Leon. I think Leon has always been a very competitive team to face. I think that, especially when we play away, it's always been a headache over there. When I feel maybe when it comes to the Azteca, it's more of a headache for them. But I think, I mean, recent time, not like this because of a certain final that we lost. <laughs> but, <laughs> but recently, I feel like it's been a it, in La Azteca when we have those games. It's been a, a very good game for us. I think from a schedule perspective, yes, I think we're way more comfortable at, since that Pachuca game. But this is a Leon team that I think is very underrated. I, even though you look at the table and you see like all oh, their second place, no one's really talking about them. And and I think that's might be something that. As a team, we got to be focused on that. Hey, they might be something that we don't know. And and I hope, hopefully, you know, defensively we're there. I think offense is always going to be there. But defense, we have to be there. We we have to be ready for anything, especially Emilio Lara, who's going to be facing it. If I'm not mistaken, he should be facing uh, Moreno, right? That's Yairo Moreno. Ivan Moreno? No. Uh... Or Yairo Moreno. Yeah, Yairo. Yaido, I'm not sure if he's going to start. He was recovering from um, an injury, and he didn't uh, travel to play against uh, Mazatlan, so I'm not sure if he'll be fully back by then. With well, Leon, we never know. Yeah, well, if, if it ends up being him, it's a, it's a big test for Emilio Lara, who has been very bad at, at, at covering his, his attacker, and I think that's going to be key for this game. If he has a great day, America is going to have a great day. If he doesn't have a great day, it's going to be very ugly, very early for us. Very interesting. I mean, both teams kind of maybe shadow one another. I mean, you guys had quite the bounce back, Gotti, after that defeat against um, Pumas, right? And you guys kind of ever since then have been slowly but surely climbing the table. And America has somewhat had a similar situation with that embarrassment against Pachuca at home. So, you know, both teams seemingly trying to kind of show the better face, show the better side towards the latter end of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I, I spoke about it yesterday with your co-host. It's, it's an important game all around, and especially for America being at home, it's a six-point match. I mean, there's only, what, one point separating both teams right now. So America wants to cement themselves in that top four spot, right? I don't think they're potentially looking at, oh, I want to finish first, second, third. I think they're just saying, let's get as many points here down the road because we know we still have quite a couple of opponents ahead, right, being one of them. And I know that you guys are looking at it and saying we want to finish as strong as we can, right? So it's it's going to be an interesting one. How do you think your Leon is trying to kind of prepare themselves to come into the Azteca and try to maybe upset the odds? I mean, we know, obviously, we're, you know, playing away in, in a study like that. I know definitely we're we're against the ropes in that aspect. But uh, other than that, I think we're definitely more than capable of taking a win away. 
I think it's it's going to be very interesting just because at the beginning of our podcast, we have talked about how this close was going to be. Like, depending on what we did in the beginning and the middle, where we were at, how we were going to close the season, because we were facing first an opponent like you. Obviously, we didn't know what, what was going on with CCL, if we were going to still be in that or not, but we are. Obviously, we have the, that in the, in, the same, in, in the Rumbles. But also, so we faced you guys. Then Cruz Azul, we're home to Cruz Azul. Then we're home to Chivas, away at Solos, where Solos is, you know, obviously Piojo's back. And then closing with Tigres. I mean, we have very strong opponents coming up. Obviously, this is just one of many hurdles that Leon has to, has to pretty much close this season. Um, did I envision that we were going to be at this point, you know, in second place? No, I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if, if this Larcamon era was going to be a struggle, if it was going to take him a, a season um, to kind of, you know, cement some of his ideas. Um, unfortunately, it has been todo lo contrario, even though we've had some struggles at the beginning with discipline, with red cards and missing players and injuries. So it's been a battle. Uh, I think we're ready to show up and take a win. Um, especially because the next upcoming games uh, with Liga Mekis teams are, you know, could be anywhere in the air. And, you know, I think we want to be able to cement ourselves in the first four at this point as we are now. Um, so it's definitely going to be a tough match. But we know how serious, you know, and how tough your team is. I mean, you guys have great players uh, with a lot of talent. So I think it's going to be a good duel. Let's hope, though. Let's let's hope indeed that it is a good duel, at least uh, from a fan perspective. I think both set of fans are expecting quite a matchup and Chris how do you think Dano is preparing this team specifically to come out and play against them in in what should be a game where we're kind of the favorites is what I want to say just because we're at home I think it's going to be a very similar approach to the Chivas game I know before the Chivas game we're talking about counterattacking and letting them pretty much go first but I think it's going to be one of those things where he's going to want to push forward and win the midfield, right? I don't know if Jonah or or Richard starts, but I think it's going to be one of those situations where where he wants to get Cabecita going early, get Valdez going early, because if it's not like that, it might be one of those games where they're not there at all. And I think that's what Donald's going to want to do. Attack first, we're at home, be comfortable, go forward, and make sure to score first. And then not panic pretty much. You know, I think that's going to be the game plan going into the game. You know, you bring something very, very interesting up is that don't panic situation. If, I mean, you know, we do get the go-ahead goal. I think we need to manage the game a little bit better than what we did against Chivas. Like I mentioned, there was moments in where we kind of looked like we were going to concede right after scoring that first goal, right? And so being able to manage that game and I'm looking at the likes of Fidalgo to kind of really dictate the tempo in the midfield and hold that ball possession, maybe get some of the Leon players running, that's going to be important. Managing and being able to kind of withstand any pressure that comes. Like you said, if Emilio Lada's on his day, then boom, great. I mean, just to kind of give you guys a, a memory, a, you know, jog your memory. When um, Tigres ended up coming to the Azteca last season and Emilio Lada was going up against, what was it, Quinones? And he was just on him and completely just was winning everything. That is an Emilio Lara that we need to see towards not just this game against Leon. He needs to kind of follow up the latter end of the season and kind of finish strong going into the Ligia. We saw him die down a little bit and then hence the Toluca mistake happens, right, in the Ligia. So you kind of need him to kind of step it up a little bit more. And these 
you know, last two couple of games, when he played at center back, when he played at right back, guess which one he looked better in, you know? It was, it's kind of obvious that his natural position is a center back. And just due to the fact that we need him to play right back is why he's going to be continuing to play right back. So let's hope that for the meantime, he's able to kind of consistently showcase on that right-hand side. Um, Gadi, how do you think Leon comes into this one, tactically speaking? How do you think your manager is going to try to kind of stomp that America attack, right? We are the team that scored the most goals. How do you guys think you guys are going to put a, a stop to that? I think we're going to go back to a line of five. I think it's been left on one's favorite um, defensive line, which, I mean, in, in all, we haven't been scored a lot of goals. Uh, so that's good, even though I still believe um, Osby is always the weakest link. So that could be somewhere where you guys can exploit us. He has been up and down. It's very inconsistent. Um, but I think apart from that, what we've um, been doing well what well, we've done well, obviously, has acquired Adonis Frias um, and Lucas Roberto, who have been amazing um, and have really put this team um, together. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going back to the line of five. Um, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure if Yairo's going to play. If not, Platano can play in that position. Um, I believe Mena will start. Obviously, Elias hasn't done a bad job. Um and up top, I mean los mismos de siempre. As long as Iorio has a good game, then we can we can see some goals. Um and if not, then probably probably not. He'll probably have to share the ball, which you know, he's been kind of working on that in the past couple of games. But I think we're expecting definitely you guys to go all out. Um but I don't know. I don't know. Will we cancel each other out at some point? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, defensively, you guys have been seeming pretty solid. I think you guys have only conceded, like, what, two goals in the past six games. So defensively, you guys are trying to do something well. I mean, Chris, we can't really say the same about our America side, right? We've been leaking goals left, right, and center since the beginning of the season. But I think the most important part here for America is, like you mentioned, managing the game properly. And that means, ultimately, maybe being a little bit more reserved on the attack if it means that we're going to get left wide open because i think if we if leon is anticipating for us to go you know guns a blazing they're going to want to soak up the pressure and counter attack and let's face it sometimes on the speed charts we aren't the fastest and sometimes we are some some of the most clumsiest defenders that we have just it doesn't give me the most hope whenever we do get counted on yeah, and it makes me wonder what Thanos going to do if that's their game plan, right? Because we saw what Jonathan Dos Santos did in the class. You just run it back with him. We also have seen what, what Richard and Fidalgo do whenever they get countered. They're sometimes way, they're two up and it becomes a mess with our fullbacks. You put Pedro Aquino, you know, like we don't really want to see him out there either because he hasn't been that great, but, but. I don't know. I, I, there's not really much, uh, I guess, solutions when it comes to who we have to put out there. You just got to hope they have a great day that day. And, you know, I think Cáceres could probably help out a lot if he has a good day. I think I, I like Israel Reyes. I know I've seen a lot of America fans say that it's been very, like, whatever this season. But I think he's been very good, especially in those type of situations where you want him to go a little, a little ahead and, and stop these. 
So, like I said, man, I I really do believe that Emilio Lara is the one that's going to have to really be the key to this uh, defense. I do think because he's fast, he's he's, he's always uh, uh, aggressive when it comes to his marking, but sometimes, it's, like I said, he leaves his guy way open, and then there's sometimes there's guys that shouldn't even be open, but he leaves them way open, and that's how we end up getting scored on. I'm very comfortable with Malagón. You know, I seen in the comments someone say about how how much we've been scored on. I promise you, like it, it had a, a lot to do with Oscar Jimenez than than our defense. You know, even though our defense isn't perfect, with Malagón we've we've seen a way more comfortable uh, uh, uh goal and defense. Yeah, like we mentioned, seventy thirty, right? Just don't let Brian hear you say those numbers out loud. Um. It's interesting you bring up Malagón. I think this is going to be his, you know, third consecutive kind of real testing goal for for uh, him in an America jersey, which, I mean, what more tests do you want, right? First Tigres, then Chivas, and now you have to go and face against the second best team in the league against Leon. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Cari, what's your take on Malagón? I mean, could he? Do you think he has potential to be else next? Memo no one is ever going to be the next one. the wrong question. Well, no. <laughs> well, not, not like exactly the same, but like your idol, like the goalie. Because, you know, in the past, it'd be rumors of like, well, you know, Acevedo's going to end up going to America. America's going to want him. He would, you know, rumors about that. And, you know, he's going to be the next, you know, all-star there. And, you know, next goalkeeper for the section and all that. Like, how much do you got? How much does the fans like Malagón? I mean, maybe, obviously, compared to Jimenez, I think you guys are like, maybe it's an upgrade. To me, for me personally, I am very high on him. And I've been high since we signed him. I said, like, this guy should start day one. A lot of people were kind of like, oh, he came from Nekaxa. Like, You know, a lot of the times players get judged for the situation they're in and, and say it's because of them. And I think that's what Malagón was labeled as at first. Me personally, I think he's better than Acevedo. At least more comfortable than Acevedo. Acevedo makes these uh, amazing saves, right? And a lot of times as Mexicans, we get, like, hyped about, oh, my God, the amazing saves. But, but the they thing are pretty is, amazing. Yeah, but the thing is, you also see the goals he eats, and it's like, oh. But la defensa no le ayuda. That's the, that's, yeah. that's the thing. The, but at the same time, it's like, back you want comfort, comfort, you know? And that's what I think Malagón brings. He's very comfortable, he's very confident, and I like that. And that's for me, that's why I'm very high on on uh, Malagón, and I think a lot of fans are kind of talking about bringing an extranjero in the summer, and I think we're we're probably going to have, like, rumors on that. But for me, I think Malagón should be the future of this uh, net, you know, for the goal. I think think he's an up-and-coming, well, well, yeah, he's a goalkeeper. He's still kind of, quote-unquote, young in that age. I like him, and that's as far as I go in regards to that. (laughs) Like I can see he, your face. I mean, you're not going to convince. Um, no, because I need to see him more, right? But good game against Tigres. Really good game against Chivas, although, you know, maybe toward the second half, went a little bit. But not, not, nothing that I wouldn't, you know, nothing extreme. And I want to see him, you know, his first official test at the Azteca. Like, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. I, I said it, give Malagón the rest of the season. Let's see what happens. And then we'll make our assessments. I would say after League's Cup, you know, and then we'll see. He has qualities. Very interesting goalkeeper, I will say. 
a someone that's been going on with the Mexican national team at a youth level for quite a while. He's had a process there. So, I mean, he has the credentials to say, you know, I want to raise my hand. And we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll kind of go from there. There's no real goalkeeper that's kind of caught my eye that I think can automatically come in and say, you know, I'm the starting goalkeeper. I mean, unless you're going to bring in, you know, like John Allblack or something. But <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't, I don't really see any Mexican goalkeeper saying, look, I'm cemented as the best Mexican goalkeeper right now. And I can play for America. So we'll see what happens. Comments, from there, but... Ivan, they are liking Balagon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I I'm not saying it. I don't like him. him. I'm just saying I'm I'm giving him time and that's pretty yeah. much it. You know? I'm I'm taking I'm taking it slow with Malagon, you know? At this point I have to. So but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what uh, what's gonna happen with him. And like I said, what I've seen so far, I've liked and it's just, you know, gotta keep it going and we'll see what, what goes from there. Um <laughs> kinda wanna address a little bit. Ricardo saying Chris is a uh, Pelon Lara hater. <laughs> no, not at all, man. I like Lara a lot. It just as a fullback, I'm I'm fair with everyone. If you're like, if you can ask me who do I prefer, him or like you, because that's our group chat, right, Ivan? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Ricardo said Malagón is the chosen one. He'll bring order and composure to America to an America team that Ochoa quit on. See? Ricardo, I I agree on uh, half of that statement. Ochoa did not quit on this team. Yes, it's Ricardo, very, good job. It's very well known that America did not offer until the last minute um, a contract extension. And even then, the contract extension wasn't as lucrative as, uh, as he was expecting. And, I mean, I get it from a perspective why Ochoa left. It does break my heart, but... Uh, he had to look out for for his intent, his best intention in his career. We know what he wants to do with it. I know a lot of people are against it, but I, you know, he wants to continue to keep performing at a high level. Not saying that he couldn't do it with America, but I mean, let's just face it: this America side kind of gave him the cold shoulder for a long time, and for you to do that to your captain, who numerous times bailed you out. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure it hurt him a little bit to to have to say goodbye in the way that he did, but um, I don't think he he left in bad terms with anyone really. I think it was just a matter of hey, you know, you guys took too long. I had to make a decision. This is my, you know, this is what I live off of, and you know, it's, it seems seems like an interesting thing for him to go play in Italy. And I mean, we're we're seeing what's going on right now in that sense. The last thing that I also wanted to say is. Uh, <laughs> Midwest Midwestern Cholo still love that name to this day. Uh, there's a reason why Malagón was a backup goalkeeper for the Olympic squad. He's the best young goalkeeper in Mexico. So I mean, like Gary was mentioning, a lot of you guys really high on the Malagón train, and he's solid. I, like I mean, I, I think why we were questioning why um Sonia got a call up. I mean, we're trying to progress, aren't we? We're not trying to stick into into the same little round mm. of, of goalkeepers, are we? I don't know. It's that's that's the national team pool, and it's 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 a whole different monster. I don't know what's, it's a mess, you know. And anyone who's trying to fix it, and you know, Godspeed, because it's 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 like trying to untangle a, a a bunch of wires. It's just you feel like you got one knot out, and then four more just just appeared out of nowhere. Um, 
But all right, let's get back into the whole topic of this matchup. Cutty, you already alluded to a couple of players that we're going to be featuring or not featuring for your side. Give me your predicting starting 11 and tell me why are you guys so high on Ivan Moreno right now? Because he's the best. I love him. You know, the little perrito is like, te quiero mucho. That's me. Every single time. Like, te quiero mucho, Ivan Moreno. He's the best thing that could happen to us. I'm vibing a bit dramatic, but I just love him. Like, in the fact that, I mean, he was included in, in one of Camon's, you know, transfers from, uh, during during the window, but he obviously had him at Puebla, y se lo trajo a León. And honestly, he's been the best. He's been the best thing that could happen to us, especially on that side, who we had always been struggling um as a right back on on that side obviously we you know you go past with the navarrito and then avion avion sadly injured he's coming back injured himself last week again he's still having to go through a procedure byron castillo um is fit he has been on bench um he is not very good defensively um so this last season we definitely struggled with him coming back and defending and we're like well you know we were always trying to give the players a benefit of doubt, new players that come in benefit of doubt the season, but he was just really struggling. So with Ivan, it was just a, a breath of fresh air with him. I mean, he does, he runs so fast. He's like, it's like insane. Like, he's amazing. Um, he's just a very talented kid and he pushes himself every single game. So para que le ganen el puesto, they're going to have to, you know, I'm going to knock on something. You know, he either has to get injured or something because no one has taken him off um, starting 11. So we'll definitely see uh, Ivan Moreno. We'll probably see Barreiro, Adonis Frias, which I've mentioned. Great addition, especially defensively. Um, Castillo has been injured. It's expected for him to be back soon, which I don't know how that's going to work out. If there's going to be any rotations there. Um, Osby, which I've said, he has been the weakest link, but hey, he has these up and down games um, as well. Um, not sh- and let's see, Lucas Romero, amazing. Um, definitely, you know, makes us be like, oh, well, remember what time we had Pedro Aquino? Well, now we have Lucas Romero, and you guys better not come after him. Okay, leave him alone. He's, he's, you guys coming, already have he's coming to America. I'm sorry. No, and I could see it in some future, and I hope not. And I hope not. <laughs> um, which has been amazing. Uh, Ambriz, you know, he's he's uh, the young Mexican. Just had his birthday recently. Uh, definitely see him in the lineup. He has um, had on and off games. He's had, you know, he's had to like own up to, to a position where we've been missing players due to cards or injuries. Um, still, I'm not sure if we'll see Yairo. Um, unfortunately, the club is not really good at letting us know when players are like injured, they're going to be out or anything like that. They just like show up here and there. Um, Men are Elias. Elias has been doing well. So started against uh, Mazatlan. Obviously, Mena was on international duty. Probably see Mena starting. Um, Iorio, which, like I've said, if he has a good game, we can rack up some goals. If he's not, if he's not, you know, a bit selfish. He's just a hit or miss player. He's a player that is just very fun funny to watch sometimes because his body he's very awkward with his body so I feel like he can get into good positions and he can have really good gimme goals it's just I think he overthinks it a bit and he just be his body is just awkward sometimes and, and he makes the wrong decision um but definitely Davila I think we can definitely see as well who has been on fire um I we have we have a good squad but yes the hype is real over Ivan Moreno no one touched him 
I think you're muted, Ivan. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was trying to press the short key. It wasn't working. Um, interesting though that you're so high on an ex America player, an Academy America player, by the way. And you're saying that he's playing on as a right back, essentially. It's more right? like a right wing. Yeah. He right wing or right wing back. Plays in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because when we first started seeing him, and we were I was talking to your co-host about this as well. He was definitely an, uh, um, a player that caught me and Dylan's eye whenever we would see him play, and especially in these friendly games like the Tour Aguilas, whenever they would come to the States. And me and Dylan would always talk about, hey, you know, this Ivan kid, like, he, he looks like he could be, like, the real deal. Never really got any minutes under Miguel Herrera. Obviously, it's hard to, for these youngsters to break into an America side that's always trying to fill themselves with the next best, you know, prosper in South America or whatever. But he always looked like an interesting young player. And so... It, it's it's nice to see that he's found himself kind of a good form. And it sounds like he's had to try different positions to kind of get there, but it's interesting to see him. I, last time I saw him, he was playing for America on, as a left winger. And now he's a right wing back playing for Leon doing things. You know so. how nice he looks in that color compared to Young? I'm just like, shout out to Javi in the comments, so the other Leon fan <laughs> backing me up in the comments uh, with Leon. So, I mean, it, it, interesting things how some of these academy players end up where, where they end up. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. His his big return back to the Azteca. I mean, it's not the first time he's back. He played against us uh, whenever he played with Mazatlan as well. So, he's um he's faced us before, but never in this form. So, I'm, I'm curious and I'm interested to see what happens. But it sounds like it's going to be a good, strong start in 11 for you guys, Scotty. I'm curious to see what Chris has to do in, in regards to that rebuttal. Chris. Like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think Dan Ortiz is going to go with that mindset. You kind of alluded to it earlier with either Richard Sanchez or Jonathan Los Santos playing. I'm assuming we're going to go guns a blazing. Richard Sanchez is going to play and Jonathan is going to take the bench. Although one can make the argument, Jonathan's looked pretty good ever since that Clasico. So it would be no surprise if he does start as well, just for that defensive kind of solidarity. Um, some interesting injury updates. No Roger Martinez, though. Not that he was going to play a huge factor in this. And then we'll talk a little bit towards the end of the podcast. If you know, Roger saw his last minutes in an America jersey in San Diego. But um, how how do you think we line up against what Gary just said? I think it's going to be like you said, a repeated starting eleven. Just no Jonah. We're going to see Richard instead. And I think the question mark would be. Sendejas or Leo Suarez, right? I think, like I said earlier, uh, Sendejas played two games with the U.S. And the first game, he looked good. The second game, I think he kind of looked whatever, you know, kind of iffy. But I do think uh, it's going to be one of those things. I think you get two different players, right? So it's a, it's a game plan situation when it comes to who starts. I think if you want uh, the attention more on uh, – Cabecita and Valdez, you might start Leo Suarez, but if you want this creative, uh, some creativity on the on the on the right side, and even an an attacking, uh, more of an attacker, well, Sendeja just gives is more of a complete player than Leo Suarez, right? But Leo Suarez has been very, uh, very good these last. Uh, he's he started what a month ago, two months ago. Yeah, like about a month. Yeah, so he's been very good too. But I think if, if America wants to be more loose in the attack, I think you start Sendejas, but I think it's going to be Los Juarez. 
I think it's going to be Leo as well. Ricardo Lutz is something very interesting. And I do want to point this out. This game has Diego Valdez written all over it. He's going to ball out. I can feel it. And hopefully, Ricardo, your feelings are the same as mine because I kind of mentioned this yesterday as well, too. Diego Valdez, whenever he's on form, whenever he wants to play for this America team and ball out the way that we know he can, this America side looks a lot more threatening, a lot more, what's the word I'm looking for? Just clinical going forward, right? The final pass in the final third it just seems to be clicking all the time. So do you agree that maybe Diego Valdez is kind of our secret weapon here, Chris? If he can turn it on, then this is an American game that can easily go in our direction. When he gets going, Cabecita gets going. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's, yeah. Cabecita usually has some lazy games. He'll score, but he becomes very lazy. That's when Valdez is just not in the game. Whenever Valdez gets going, you start seeing a lot of mix, like a lot of mixed mixture when it comes to the attack. You see Henry drop down, you see Valdez go up, and then same thing, you know. Uh, Valdez will go left, and you see Cabecita go center, and you see those goals just just come out of nowhere. Just very creative when it comes to that. I think Valdez is very key to how the attack is gonna go, and also Henry Martin. You know, he he also needs to be. Uh, uh, taking advantage of any opportunity that comes his ways. I think there, there's some games where you kind of see him not completely disappear, but you do see him uh, pull his mark and have Cabrito more open. I, I would like to see him be uh, more of a mixture when it comes to that, not just completely pull everything away from him. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I, I completely agree. <laughs> Carter says that when Valdez is on point, America looks like Pep's Barcelona. Um, I mean, don't tell the argument Christian can that. be made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't tell Christian that. Um, Gotti, who's kind of your go-to player that needs to have a good game in order for you guys to kind of come on top here if you guys want to get a result out of the, out of the Azteca? That needs to have a good game? Mm-hmm. I say the Yodio. Okay. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, if the Yodio doesn't show up, that'd be last of though. It's more last of um, so I've, I have no doubt in my mind. I think in regards to the Yodi, it's just more of a personal goal for himself. Um, obviously he's not, he's probably not going to get, um, leader de goleo or anything like that. It's nowhere close to the goals that he's made last season. But I think it's his own hunger, his own, you know, wanting to, to score every game. Um, so I think he needs to have a good game. Um, obviously, apart from Kota, which Kota really has bad games, so kind of like, well, he has good games. He's he's our he's our protector in the back. Uh, no need to worry about there. Um, but I think our weakest link, Ozvi, pretty much. I'm always like, oh, is he gonna get injured? Is he? Are they gonna take him out? We're gonna need to adjust again because he's just easily injured prone. Um, and again, our weakest link. So you guys need to really you can exploit on that on that side. Um. But if he has a good game, then it's going to be solid. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see what player shows up and what player decides not to. Um, well, I guess that's all that's left is give, to give our score predictions here. And, Kari, uh, you being the guest, I'm letting you go first. What is your score prediction for Saturday's game? I, was, I had two score predictions in my head. Um, one was a 1-0. But then I'm like, mm, we can probably score two goals on this America. We'll probably let them have one. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 Leon win away. 
2-1 on the way, making that 11 games in a row that you guys have been unbeaten. We'll see whether or not that happens. Chris, what is your prediction? Yeah, similar situation. I had two scores right now. I was like, you know, this game could be one of these, like, score here, score there. Like, I was thinking 3-2 at first. And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, it could also be one of those, like, not boring, but very, like, hesitant type games, too, you know? And I think, like, like she said, 2-1, but for us. 2-1 on the other end, going towards America. Nice. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with the same one that I mentioned uh, in your guys' podcast yesterday, Kari. I'm going with a 1-0. I said it that America needs to prioritize the uh, clean sheet. Now, it's not to say that I don't want them to go out there and blow the team out of the water and maybe concede a couple of goals. I mean, that's fine if that's the case. I'm still going to be happy with three points. Uh, but this America side needs to prioritize uh, a clean sheet, prioritize the defensive side of their game. Uh, we're coming towards the latter end of the season. So you kind of really need to step it up in that department. And I think a clean sheet in the Estadio Seca first game for Malagón would do wonders for this America side going forward, especially knowing that we have Monterrey the following week as well so i'm I'm going with a one nil victory i'm not sure if that's going to be the case but we'll see what happens uh chris we need to ask aj for his prediction because he seems to be getting them all correct within the past couple of weeks you want to message him or something no it's okay he's too busy right now (laughs) he might not reply to me right away that's what yeah no it's fine he's busy he's he's doing stuff he's watching video he's he's doing that or he's either trying to Dive deeper in this whole Liga Mekis Feminine uh, partnership with Nike, which I think is an amazing thing, by the way. Um, hoping thing, crossing my fingers is that the men's can do the same thing because I'm tired of white. You know, give us some, give us some Nike balls for these games. But okay, so that kind of does it here for our um, for our predictions. Does it here for our review as well? Um, doesn't do it for the end of the podcast just yet, although we are going to kind of go through this a couple, uh, just briefly, real quickly. Um, first, just a couple of American news. Um, like we mentioned, Roger Martinez is uh, injured, so he will not be featuring anymore. Chris, I kind of alluded to it. Is this the last we're going to see of Roger Martinez in America jersey? He's going to be potentially two to three weeks out. Maybe won't feature in the Liga if that's the case, and his contract comes to an end after this season. Is this the goodbye for Roger Martinez? I think we see him in Liga. Okay. Yes, this is the. If it's not, it's the end. It's, it's over. We're not renewing. Just very bitter relationship being on. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think they might celebrate that day in Guapa as the day as Roger Martinez finally left the institution. Um, one other thing that we've alluded to on our Twitter, it is that America is close to potentially going public in the Mexican stock market this summer. Now, I've been doing a lot of kind of diving into what this means, Chris. A lot of interesting things to kind of take away. We'll have a whole podcast dedicated to that whenever we get more information, more news. All that we know is that America had meetings with a couple of people with a potentially uh you know a new business group that's going to be the forefront for this um a lot a lot of interesting stuff happening there if all of this does end up going through chris your two cents on that i mean i'm excited for the podcast we're gonna 
I want to be educated on it because my understanding isn't really fully there. But from what I've been told, I, I see other teams that are kind of similar models, and I'm very excited what America could do under that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's got its pros and its cons. And, you know, they're going public, then yes, that does mean that the fans have the opportunity to buy a part of America. And we'll dive in deep into how much that actually is going to be. I'm not going to give you guys a price, of course, because we don't know yet because the stock isn't up. But um, we'll give you guys kind of an idea and all that stuff. But we'll, we'll get you guys prepared for that whenever we get a lot more details. And I do a lot, a lot more homework than I have for, uh, for this subject. Um, and with that left, we just kind of want to read off. If you guys aren't following us on, on Twitter, I highly suggest that you guys do. We have a, um, we posted out a tweet that we said, you know, what is the uh, hottest take that you guys have in regards to America that would kind of give you, get you guys in trouble? And some of you guys' responses were amazing. I just want to say. And uh, to kick things off, Cuddy, I want, I want your biggest hot take on America. And, and I know this, this one's going to be good because you hate us to the core. So. No, I'm already in trouble as it is with what I say. So I don't know. I don't mean, I'm just going <laughs> to. We're giving I'm you gonna... a freebie. We're giving you a freebie. Here. No, you're not. Because I think. <laughs> you can even cuss. We'll let you even cuss on no, here. No, I yeah. don't cuss. I don't cuss on my pod and I don't cuss on other pods. Um. Just, uh, just you know what? Just, just get me. Just get just me. Say, I thought you would I'll just send it to you via message or something. Okay. Keep it to <laughs> yourself. Right. Okay. We'll keep that I'm already not yourself. liked as it is, so let's just leave it like that. Daddy, that is not true. All right. Everyone over here on this end loves you. Okay. Um, Chris, let's read off some of these ones that are, I think, are hilarious. Some of these. Um, and I want to start off with a good one here. And so I want to say. I want to go with Bryant. Huh? Oh, okay. That one's going to trigger people. <laughs> yeah. That one's going to trigger people. Which I one's go Brian? With... Uh, Brian says, uh, Fidalgo is pampered by the fans. <laughs> how, how true is this, Chris? I think so. I think I, I've, had, I've, I've had a conversation with people who like to point at other players. And I'll say, well... We all love Fidalgo, and he ghosted in this game, and they all get I, I, I agree. It's because Fidalgo is, just has that kind of, you know, very lovable attitude. He kind of he kind of just always wants. They did the same thing with Vinas, so I, I understand. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Vinas kind of fell off on them, man. Yeah. Like, all right, all right. Let's go with, uh, <laughs> let's go with one of AJ's, which I think this one was fairly interesting. He says Chino Romero, Chino Romero over Federico Viñas. No how, debate. How? How? No debate. No debate. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I'm you already know, bro. I'm. I. I hate Viñas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the his biggest hater on the internet, bro. So you already know that. Okay, then let's go with a little tougher one. Oriol Peralta is a Club America legend. I, I agree with that. You agree with that? A lot of people won't. A lot of people hate this people man. But here, look, so a lot of this because he left to Chivas, but he was already there before he came to us. So it's kind of one of those things where, and then I went on his Instagram, and he's over here liking like anti Chivas comments while he was in the team with them. So I can't really hate him. It was just, he was just getting paid. And I'm okay with yeah. that. Go get paid, yeah. bro. You're old anyway. That's 100% true. <laughs> Mid Midwestern Cholo saying 
universal topic. Now, this one I thought was a really, really good hot take. And I think this one hits home for a lot of Americanistas that kind of like to go and remember the golden times growing up. This is by our good friend, Miggy. Um, he says, the 2005 team wasn't as incredible as we remember. In fact, that's the, that season, it had more draws than wins. Chris, what do you say to that? To the most nostalgic team that this uh, generation has seen besides the 2013 uh, title win against Cruz Azul? I had to think, I had to stop and think about it at first. And then I was like, no, he's kind of right. But at the same time, it's it, that attack was just one of the, if not the best attack we've ever had. I was a big fan of the midfield. And then you look at the defense and it was just kind of eh. So I get where he's coming from. I wasn't that offended. I, I kind of was kind of was like hurt because that's kind of like, you know, your envision of what the super Galactico America was just mainly because of that front three. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess Mickey has a point in that sense. I think when you, cause he even said like the coach was very mid and it, the truth. We're being Ooh, can I read one? Yes. Yes. Go Cody. Okay. I like this one. Shout out to at Batman underscore 11. We pride ourselves in bringing the best of the best from around the around our area, but that hasn't been true since we signed Guido Rodriguez in twenty seventeen. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think I think he's true. I think I it's think true. I, I, well, I would say since Ochoa, we signed them back. You know? Yes, but I think he means he means like foreigners. From, okay. Yeah, from okay. twenty seventeen and now. Well, yeah. Well, you know my take that I get very frustrated at the fact that we sell Europe, all these players, and then we signed, we ended up bringing in experiments, which is like Lel Juarez, and Viñas, Cas, both Caceres, you remember the other one. Your Fidalgo. So, yeah, Fidalgo. They're all experiments, and I get bothered by that because it's like, well, it's 50-50, and sometimes it's not, it's more than 50 when it comes to the failures, you know? And I will say, I will say that the the big reason that America has now gone kind of gone away from the bombazo signing is because we don't have the funds for it. We 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 can't pay the salaries that you know these players kind of want. And I mean, how many times have we been linked to the Falcao's or the Ibrahimoviches of the world? I think they're all only fake. to they're all yeah. Fake I mean, food. some of them have to have some some you know like when, remember when we were linked to Forlan as well. Several times. So, I remember that. Yeah. And now we're linked to some guy that's going to run out of a contract in in uh, South America. To be fair, his name, he's, what I was reading, he's considered like one of the best in their league. So, yeah. I, I mean, whatever. It's worth But I mean, it, it just goes to show it. I mean, what happened last season, right? With uh, Brian. Um, what was the guy? No, not Brian Rodriguez because we ended up getting him. Or was it, it? Was his name Brian Rodriguez too? The guy that was from, um, oh, I can't remember from where he was, but it's kind of like these up and coming youngsters, this Uruguayan player here or this Colombian there or this yeah. and that. Like, it's just, it's, it's sad because it's not, it's not the America that we grew up with that it was like, oh, spend the big bucks, you know, you but now Pablo we don't Solari? have the big bucks. Pablo yes. Solari, is what you're talking about? Maybe. I don't know. We were linked to so many players and then players that were going to be free and then their agent was like, oh, we just have to pay the team either way. Yeah. And then, you know, like Ricardo said, you know, the, the side deals that the Angels want as well, like, 
it's there you go brian ocampo brian thank ocampo. you okay. thank you ricardo thank you yes brian ocampo yeah I... or or that velasco guy that ended up going to fc dallas you know Facundo torres too those are the signings that, that we didn't make that i get mad about it's like it's too obvious they're good and then they go and tear it up somewhere else and it's like come on man definitely all right here's one that maybe Kari can weigh in on here so uh, shout out to at uh, Veneros Daniel. Club America is the only big club in Mexico, and it's not even close. Most points, most goals, most wins, most number one spots, most Liguilla wins, and is one of the two clubs in the world that are top winners in leagues, cups, and region. What do you say to that, Cuddy? No comment. <laughs> I am not getting in trouble with demolished here. No comment. <laughs> I think that's a real true heart bleeds yellow of a Canisa right there. So I'm just gonna yeah. keep my comments. To my and that's why me and Ivan agree. <laughs> exactly. 100%. This is we're gonna laminate that tweet and post it on all of our walls. I'm getting that tatted on me somewhere. Stop. <laughs> 100%. We we just want to say thank you to all of you guys who kind of participated and gave us your guys hot takes. Um we love it whenever you guys interact with us and we we love to make you guys a little bit more part of the podcast whenever we do. Which is why we invite you guys whenever we have these live uh podcast shows you guys come on here, get in the comment section. We try to bring it as much as possible into the mix and um like I said, you know, it's always fun whenever we do get to do that. Um but with that said, Ladies and gentlemen, I think that wraps up the podcast here. Uh, anything else you guys want to say before we wrap it up, Chris? Nah, we're all good, brother. All right, Gotti? Nothing. Just hopefully it's a good matchup and let's gane football. There you go. Gane football. Which unfortunately isn't us anymore because our checks don't clear as they used to with the referees. So, but it's fine. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll, if that we'll, happens. If it's gonna be one zero Sandeja's goal, and it's gonna be soccer wins. <laughs> soccer wins. There you go. <laughs> yes, if that is the case, we're tweeting that out. Oh God! <laughs> and we're we're tagging the U.S. men's national team on it. Um. All right. Well, with that said, Kari, uh, where can uh where can our listeners follow you at? Follow me at Scotty Torres underscore seven. If you guys ever want to go on the Lions and podcast and listen to what we have to say about our team, uh, follow us at the Lions and podcast on Spotify, Apple Store, Apple Store, Apple, Apple, Apple podcast. Um, and follow Club Leon EN on uh, Twitter uh, with one of our co hosts um, runs that account. If you guys ever want to. Keep up with any Club Leon news and info. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cuddy, but you guys is your guys' team has an official English account that they run, right? We uh we have the Live and Podcast account, the Club Leon unofficial official account. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I meant like the the team itself has an official account. They English, have an right? official account in English. And are they we doing do a terrible job just that. as much as ours? We do not claim them. We claim that <laughs> just like the Eagle Eye podcast is a reference to Club America in English and just vice versa with ours. So. No, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think there's a discussion that has to be made within the community about these accounts that no longer seem to have admins. Just kind of pointing that out there. They just missed the gap with the person that 
runs it that probably doesn't have the tools or the cultural knowledge or the you know native language to run it per se um i think that's very common unless they you know all i mean because it's you, you know it, it's it's sad that not all clubs have an english account and then you're like well we, times are moving on like there's so many things are evolutionizing like there's more fans it's more this this generation of like us and younger i mean there's fans that are you know living in in, in the u.s that are you know avid league mikes that speak english like they should be available to you know get on a puebla english account or Mazatlan english account, you know what i mean so yeah no i i 100 agree with you and i think you know, I don't think they have to limit themselves to like, oh, they have to live here in Mexico and they have to. I think there's ways around it. I mean, you see European clubs do it all the time. I mean, you really think that, you know, the guy that covers the, you know, Saudi Arabia account for AC Milan lives in Italy. Like, I think, you know, like there's. But you know? the thing is, money wise, I mean, are they willing to spend? I mean, that's are true. they willing to invest? If you're going to pay someone like a native speaker, you're not going to pay them enough. And why bother? They're going to take the short cut and pay someone that they can afford and do a semi-mediocre job. I mean, that's just the reality, unfortunately. And that's a sad thing because I think, and, and, and that's what gets me kind of all upset in, in regards to the America's perspective too, because Chris, you see that they are, they have little to no interaction with the fan base. You saw it in, in the ticket giveaway that they were trying to do with the six, uh, with the six tickets that they gave away. Only one person uh, entered in that, and that race towards the last minute i think maybe two other people entered like towards the end but they that's like three entries mexico <laughs> oh yeah you know they were from mexico they weren't even from the states the people that entered so it's just like let's do a little bit of a job at reaching out to that community because it's there and it's been there oh it's and there it's been there it's just they haven't been keeping up as they should put that way that is the frustrating thing about it well Kari, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We always love it when you come on by. It's always fun time talking with you, all things Liga Mekis. And uh, you guys keep out, keep an eye out on Kari. She does an amazing job for the community, not just for Leon. She does an amazing job at keeping track. I don't know how you do it to watch all these games sometimes and how you do it to kind of be so well-versed and knowledge on all things Liga Mekis. But you're doing a wonderful job, Kari, and we just want to say thank you. Thanks, Ivan. Thank you for having me. Um, hey, if you're not doing anything on a Friday night, if you want to watch the Vietnam Botanero games as a, you know, those typical, like, Querétaro Puebla games, why not? You know, nothing else better to do drink beer to them. But thank you guys for having me. Um, best of luck for the rest of your season. Hopefully it ends where you guys want it to end. And if we meet up, match up later down the road, then so be it. And then we'll talk again when we'll that talk happens. Again. Yeah. All righty, then you guys have a wonderful time. Take care. And as always, guys, Arriba America. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. Thank <laughs> you.